Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. How wonderful it is to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I see you ran in here quite quickly. I hope you weren't frightened by any of the denizens of the dark reaches of this street and this block. They can be quite alarming. Uh, Let me pull this off the bookcase of fables, lost manuscripts, and forgotten tomes. Uh, ah, yes, here we are, monsters in America. If we thumb through some of these pages, we might be able to find something that resembles what gave you such a start. And that reminds me of the topic of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new documentary on Tubi of all places, Scariest Monsters in America. So... Tubi, of all places, is a streaming platform that I don't go to often, and not often enough, because a lot of the things on Tubi are older TV shows, older movies, a lot of things that I've already seen. I always go there and scan through, and I'm like, oh, I'd like to watch that again. Oh, I'd like to watch that again. Oh, they've got all the Jaws movies. I'd like to watch those again, but I never really go back. And never really watch all the things I say I want to watch or add to my watch list. But the other day I was on Tubi perusing uh, some of the titles that they have on there. And, and I did see that they have a lot of the Jaws movies, which it's like I haven't watched a lot of those in a very long time. So I might like to go back and do that. But I noticed one thing that Tubi is starting to have some original content. Now, by original content, they buy the rights to things that weren't bought up by, you know, bigger networks or, or things of that nature. But that's fine because you get a lot of really cool things. The movie we talked about on Monday, Glorious, which is on Shudder, was because no big studio bought this. No big streaming platform bought this movie. And they really missed out. Shudder ponied up the money for this and really have a, a, a really good movie on their hands. So I, I don't believe moan Tubi for for going this route and adding some content that you can't get anywhere else or, or you can't get almost anywhere else and this documentary really caught my eye because one the cover is creepy as fuck uh, it is a, a red cover with this sort of a doorway, uh, entryway, window sort of situation. And then you've got this, this demon-like creature with glowing eyes and spindly arms and claws. The silhouette of this creature just looks very creepy, very scary. And this is Scariest Monsters in America documentary. It's a Tubi original. And it's produced like something you would see on the travel channel one of those types of documentaries where they run down a top 10 uh, scariest haunted houses in america that sort of vibe but i love monsters i love folklore and i love american folklore you know you get a lot of cool stuff in europe and eastern europe uh, some of the other some of the, the asian countries southeast asia you get a lot of really cool stuff there but 
I love some of the homegrown scares that have been created or at least borrowed for for some of these american-made monsters so i thought you know that i gotta sit down and watch this and i watched it and it was actually really a quite enjoyable documentary and you don't get a ton of like footage each story has you know almost each story has a little bit of documented footage of these supposed creatures they don't have a ton you might get one or two examples of footage of these creatures uh, the most you get out of this really is the researchers you get a ton of folklore researchers and authors you get some podcast hosts who who specialize in cryptids and cryptozoology and that sort of thing but you did get a lot of folklore and mythology researchers and experts so it, it really was full of a lot of interesting facts about the lore that has created these creatures to begin with so i encourage you to, to check it out check out the the documentary the scariest monsters in america on tubi like i said it's a tubi original and i think you're gonna enjoy that but right now i thought what i'd do uh, because I, i'm not gonna really go through the documentary and talk about what they've talked about because you can watch the documentary but we are going to talk about the the top 10 creatures and for the most part, many of them are what you would expect. But we're going to talk about these creatures, talk about some of my introductions to these creatures, and some of the movies you can watch that really came to mind when when I hear about these creatures. Uh, now, this first one, number 10 on the list, is the Chupacabra. And what I liked about the the documentary is that they they have this graphic it looks like a book on the one side you get a sketch of the creature on the other side you've got all essentially the tail of the tape uh the alias uh with chupacabra goat sucker you got the height and weight uh defenses claws fangs fast runner that sort of stuff diet goats rabbits uh, chickens and whatnot uh it's really kind of a, a fun little thing uh, it talks about their habitat and their range. Uh, like I said, it really feels like a, a tale of the tape uh, before a boxing match of all the stats of this creature. But uh, Chupacabra, I remember the first time I had ever heard of it, because this is probably one of the newer creatures to be talked about and added to the lore of America. It probably was first talked about in the mid 90s i believe and that's probably about the first time i heard of it my nephews uh had come up here from north carolina and they were staying at my place my sister and her family were all staying at my apartment and i was in the laundry room next door to my apartment and my nephews were telling me about they called them chupa cobblers and all i could all I could think about is these little creatures that lived in the wall but fixed shoes and whatnot. But uh, it was Chupacabra. Uh, they had heard something about it on some conspiracy theory radio uh, network down in North Carolina. But uh, but it really kind of sparked a fascination with this. And we, we've seen lots of uh, footage as of late. I know there was that one 
footage of this patrol car down in where was it Texas down in the south deep south or, or southwest part of the the country uh, chasing this what looks to be a dog-like creature but not the proportions you would think from any dog that we know of or coyote that we know of uh, it's interesting and then there's also the various types of chupacabra you get the ones that looked more like a dog and then you hear tales of more like a lizard person that uh that you know i that kind of leads to the the whole idea that you know somebody made something up and they're just you know everyone else just copies it until the story changes and then everybody copies that new story is chupacabra real is it not i don't know i think most any mythology most any bit of folklore is based on some form of truth and you know while i don't think the lizard person with the spikes coming out of its back is what chupacabra is more along the lines of this dog-like creature could be a new species that we just are now discovering or it could be some sort of uh, genetic mutation that escaped from a lab I mean, those things i don't ever count as out of the realm of possibility now i've never seen a movie based on chupacabra it's not to say that there's probably not some really shitty cheap direct-to-video b movies about chupacabra uh but i've not watched them because i have a little too much self-respect <laughs> than that but if you've ever seen a, a chupacabra movie that is that is really good don't be afraid to tell me and prove me wrong i'm, I'm not i'm not above that uh coming in at number nine on the list are the black-eyed children now this is a folklore that kind of started in vermont but now it's kind of starting to spread across the country which there again you know people hear about this story in vermont and we're gonna we're going to come up with our own version of it in these other places, or maybe it is something more sinister that is slowly spreading across the United States. But the, the whole point of the black-eyed children is that these kids, they show up on your house and like a vampire, they need to be invited in. That's when the shit hits the fan sort of situation. And these children are very odd in their mannerisms they're odd in their dress sometimes they dress a little out of style for the times and they have these distinctive black eyes now there's a lot of speculation whether they're some uh, human alien hybrid uh, whether they are demons uh, there's a lot of interesting supposition when it comes to the black-eyed children, but when I hear about the black-eyed children, one of the things that I always think about is the village of the damned. Now, it's not quite the same. Of course, the village of the damned kids uh, look like little albinos with uh, light glowing eyes, but but it, it kind of feels like the same thing. These kids that just feel like disaffected uh, and not quite right. It always, every time I think about the black-eyed children, I, I think of the, the kids from the village of the damned. And whether you're watching the 1960 version, which is, I think, a bit of great British science fiction horror uh, that cannot be topped. I sometimes do enjoy the 95 Christopher Reeve, uh, Kirstie Alley version. It's not as good as the original. I'm not, I'm not going to make any bones about it, but uh, the kids are just as creepy and <laughs> the village is just as damned. And I always think about that movie whenever I think about the black-eyed children and sometimes even when I think about the black-eyed peas. Coming in at number 
number eight on the list of Scariest Monsters in America in this documentary on Tubi is one that I'm not quite as familiar with. I didn't know about the Oklahoma octopus. Uh, of course, this is also known as the freshwater demon. And there are lakes in Oklahoma where they have had an uptick in drowning. And a lot of people have claimed it is this giant octopus, uh, six to eight feet long. Uh, I don't know if that includes the tentacles. If that includes the tentacles, that's probably just a regular octopus. But I'm assuming it's talking about the body of the octopus is eight to ten feet long, which would make it giant. But, uh, but people have drowned. There have been survivors saying that something has been trying to pull them under. Uh, I, I don't know. Octopus are, or octopi, however you want to say it, are saltwater creatures. But that's not to say that some creatures have learned to adapt in fresh water. And if you've seen anything about octopus, they're very smart. The octopus that uh, they teach to, to unscrew jars and get to food and things like that. They're very, very smart, very intelligent, very adaptable. So to think that an octopus of any size couldn't learn to or adapt to being a freshwater creature uh, i can't count that out and giant octopus have been a bane of my existence for quite some time you know as a kid i was always whether i was in a river a lake the ocean my best friend's pool my bathtub there were a couple things that i was quite afraid of and I was quite certain that they would appear out of nowhere, especially in the bathtub. One of them was sharks. Uh, the other was piranha. And the third was giant octopus. And of course, in the, the late 70s, mid to late 70s, we got movies about all three of them. So there, there was a healthy fear of all three of those creatures in my life in the formative years of my youth. So... <laughs> And of course, I can't think about the giant octopus without thinking about 1977's movie Tentacles. Uh, of course, it featured John Huston, Shelley Winters, Bo Hopkins, Henry Fonda. It was one of those like natural disaster type movies of the late 70s that just kind of had a star-studded cast. Uh, Claude Akins is in it. It's just a bunch of uh, big names for that time. And I remember watching this as a kid and the the tentacle coming up and taking somebody's kid out of their stroller. And I always liked it because they used killer whales to, to defeat the giant octopus at the end and gave me a, a great love of Shamu, uh, even though I found out later that Shamu was was not probably very happy being held in captivity at SeaWorld. Now, coming in at number seven on the list is the Rougarou, which is uh, more of a, a southeastern Louisiana bayou uh, folklore or myth. This is essentially a werewolf. I mean, is a person who turns into a wolf-like creature at night. I mean, that's that's a werewolf. And it comes, it, it's kind of one of those myths that was borrowed. Uh, in France, they have a louperou or something like that. And you can understand how, like, the, the Cajuns of Louisiana, or especially around the Bayou area, might, you know, they've got a very... Uh, I don't want to say lazy way of talking, but, you know, they, they've got a way of speaking. And I could see how that would turn into Ruguru. And 
this is like i said it's very much a straight up american version of the werewolf and werewolves have always been a, a great bit of horror uh you know dating back especially here in america i mean we've got uh, some great werewolf mythology in in europe but the stuff that that we've come up with here in the united states has been what really makes the classic werewolf uh what it is today and of course you have uh, uh, American Werewolf in London. You have uh, movies like Silver Bullet based on Stephen King's uh, graphic novel Cycle of a Werewolf. Then, of course, the incomparable Lon Chaney Jr. 1941's The Wolfman. And you can't think uh, Werewolf without thinking about some of those movies. Coming to number six on the list is uh, another one of my favorites. I always love hearing about the myth and the folklore behind number six, the Jersey Devil. Of course, as a hockey fan, uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, but being in the division with the New Jersey Devils, I, I'm no stranger to that hockey team. And and I think that was probably one of the first introductions into the myth of what's this team named for? And then kind of looking into that and, and finding out some of the folklore uh, about the Leeds Devil and Mother Leeds and, and the, the New Jersey Pine Barrens and the the haunted nature of this area, even beyond just the Jersey Devil. But the the idea of this creature with the cloven feet and the horse-like face and the big bat wings and the, the antlers coming off it, it just... I mean, some of that stuff, that's frightening imagery. That is nightmare fuel right there. Now, I don't know as if I've seen any movies that feature the Jersey Devil proper. I'm sure, like much like the Chupacabra, I'm sure there are some really shitty, cheap, direct-to-video B-movies about the Jersey Devil, but I don't think there's ever been a really good production of a Jersey Devil representation in movies, uh, so that that's something I would like to see. I think I think there's a lot of really cool folk horror to be mined from this story. I, I'd like to see something. I, I don't know whether Robert Eggers. I want him to do it, or but I I like the idea of doing a film kind of in the style of Witch. Or with that feel, with that ambiance, and with that uh, that bit of rising tension, uh, I think you could, if you had a, a movie with that look and that feel, uh, only about the Jersey Devil, I think you'd have a really cool and scary as f film on your hands. Now, number five on this list is an entity that I've I've been aware of. I just didn't know much about it, and and again, I don't think there has been a ton done with adapting this mythology to film or tv but i think there's a lot of really cool uh, horror and scares to be mined from that but that's the bell witch also known as the tennessee ghost it's a denizen of robertson county down in tennessee there's this story about this family that was cursed by this neighbor who felt that they had kind of robbed her and her husband of their land and the bell family had this curse upon them so the bell witch isn't really a member of the bell family she is a woman that was uh, i think bates or bates was her last name but she places curse on this family and so many tragedies befell this family and this area still has these hauntings and and that's the one thing i think is kind of cool about this is that the bell witch 
mythology doesn't really just entail one thing. I mean, it it entails a lot of supernatural happenings in this area that all come back to this woman that was accused of being a witch and putting a curse on this Bell family. It's just a fascinating story that I think would really... I think it would translate well to a, like a, a limited series or, or something of that nature. Now, coming in at number four on the list of the scariest monsters in America, according to this documentary on Tubi, is the Mothman. Of course, the Mothman is most notably a part of West Virginia folklore, uh, especially given the events of the at the Silver Bridge in Point Pleasant. But you've also seen a lot of sightings of Mothman in New York, Minnesota, Illinois. There's a lot of sightings that are being talked about. Now, now could that be just psychosomatic? Oh, I know about Mothman and I've seen something, so I'm just going to call it Mothman or even just flat out making it up. Uh, you know, you never know. But Mothman in, in so many circles, either is considered a bringer of doom or a harbinger of impending doom. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people just see what they want to see. They've seen this creature and the people that want to be more pessimistic think that the creature brings doom. Uh, those that want to be maybe a little more optimistic think that he's a good guy and he's just warning people of doom. Uh, regardless, people have described Mothman in both demonic and in angelic ways like i said either the bringer of doom or the harbinger of doom the uh, person that warned you about impending doom and this was depicted in the 2002 film uh, the mothman prophecies starring richard gear and laura linney uh, one of the things i always loved about it is that this was shot this movie was shot in pittsburgh and Catanning, pennsylvania two places that uh, are just south of where i live and so it's really kind of cool to to see that you know see your home area your home region represented on the screen when you when you see these locations like oh i know where that's at but it all depicts the events of point pleasant west virginia in the late or the you know 66 67 and the collapse of the silver bridge and the events that led up to that with the mothman sightings and things of that nature uh, the movie i didn't it was it was more of a supernatural mystery i wanted to see more uh, of a creature involved in this and it was less of a creature or more of a psychological supernatural thrill ride that wasn't very thrilling I, I think i remember falling asleep when i rented it back in the day and i'm not a huge richard gear fan but as far as the events uh, i don't know how closely they depicted them but like I said you know some people either love that movie or some people really don't like that movie i kind of fall ah uh, Probably, I, I don't even want to say somewhere in the middle. I'm not a big Richard Gere fan, so I didn't care for it. So would I like to see a Mothman movie come out that uh, played a little more into the actual creature, not the idea of the creature? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, would I love to see a, a really good, accurate depiction of what happened at the Silver Bridge? Yeah, I'd like to see that as well. I want to see the history of it. I want to see the horror of it. I want to see a physical representation uh, of the embodiment of Mothman. Make this scary for me on multiple levels.
Coming in at number three on the Scariest Monsters in America documentary was La Llorona, which uh, also known as the Weeping Woman, the Wailer, the whole idea of this woman who was scorned by love, drowned her kids, now her ghost lures men and children into the water to drown them. I've, I, I understand why this is number three on this list. It is a big... Uh, myth and folklore, especially in the southwestern part of the United States. But it's just not one that has ever really interested me all that much. It's a ghost story, and ghost stories uh, are kind of a dime a dozen. To me, the creatures, the physical manifestation of things is is more interesting as to the what-ifs and the how-could-this-be's. Where La Llorona, she, she's a ghost that does bad things. I mean, we get stories about ghosts that do bad things all the time and kill people all the time. Uh, it's just not as, as fascinating to me as some of the other ones. Although, I, like I said, I understand why it's it's number three because it is a very popular myth and, and bit of American folklore. And also, there have been a ton of movies either called La Llorona or based off this character. There was an episode of uh, Supernatural based on this character. Uh, there's plenty of representations of this character and this folklore myth out there if you want to check them out. To me, it just doesn't do anything for me. If you want to watch a movie about scary ghosts effing with people, watch Poltergeist. Now, number one and number two on this uh, list are probably two of the bigger ones. One may be a little more known than the other, but number two is Wendigo, which I have always been fascinated by the idea of Wendigo. This creature out of northern middle America, uh, even into upstate New York, this creature has, has been a part of Native American culture for centuries and the whole idea of this creature is just frightening. The fangs, the claws, the antlers, uh, the super strength, the fact that it has a, you know, Lemgen has it that the Wendigo has a heart made of ice and brings cold and foul weather with it. Uh, the fact if Wendigo touches you, you're going to turn cannibal. I know a lot of people believe that the Native American, they came up with this this fable, this folklore, this myth as a kind of a warning against turning cannibal in those winter months when food was kind of scarce. But the whole thought and the whole sight of Wendigo is just, like I've said before about other things, the stuff of nightmares. And if you like the idea of Wendigo, one of the movies that you really have to see is the movie that came out last year. It was long anticipated. It was a while. I mean, we'd been hearing about this movie for at least the best better part of a year or more before it finally came out but antlers uh, covid had a lot to do with that but antlers finally came out last year from scott cooper starring carrie russell jesse plemons graham green is in it and a lot of really good actors and actresses uh, jeremy t thomas plays the lucas weaver character this this little kid just did a fantastic job and it really is a cool and creepy representation of wendigo on the screen now it's a lot different than the Nick Antosca uh, short story called The Quiet Boy, but it has a lot of those elements of that story in it. It just kind of expands upon those elements. And like I said, the creature design on Wendigo is just horrifying. Uh, they play a little fast and loose with the folklore 
of Wendigo, the heart thing. They make that a little different. This is in the Pacific Northwest. Wendigo, like I said, it's Northeast, Northern, uh, Middle America. But if you like Wendigo, you like the idea of Wendigo, and you want to see a really good movie about Wendigo, that is the place to go. See Antlers. And coming in at number one on the Scariest Monsters in America documentary is none other than Bigfoot. And you have to imagine Bigfoot is going to be number one because that is probably the most notorious monster in America because every area of the United States, whether it's the Pacific Northwest, whether it's down in the swamps of Mississippi or, or Alabama or the Northeast, I know there's a, a little town north of where I live that claims somebody claims to have seen a Bigfoot sighting, whether it's called Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, Skunk Ape, Yowie, uh, the Grassman, and over in Ohio. There are just so many different iterations and representations of Bigfoot, this this creature that almost feels like a, a missing link in evolution uh, out there. And it's one of the most elusive, but probably one of the creatures that more people have caught uh, like some sort of evidence that this creature is is very possibly real. But if you want a really good representation of Bigfoot on the on the screen, you really need to see The Legend of Boggy Creek. It was a 1972, like a docudrama horror film about the, the folk monster down in folk Arkansas back in the, the 1940s. And this movie, while it's not great, I mean, it's 1970s quality film. It's uh, probably a lower budget film. Uh, I think they only made it for $160,000. I don't know what that was in 1972 if that was a lot of money but it's of the time but it's scary as f i remember talking to a friend of mine who said uh he and his best friend went to see this movie in the theaters and they had to walk home through the woods to to get back to his friend's house where they were spending the night and walking through the woods and you hear a tree branch snap and they both just ran as fast as they could because they thought uh bigfoot was after them and you know that's that's the great thing about this movie is it really instills that fear of this creature uh better than a lot of movies i think even as dated and even can come across a little hokey uh, by today's standards it's still a really good representation of Bigfoot and really kind of encapsulates the fear, uh, that primal fear of this creature, larger than life creature that may be out there uh, stalking you for whatever ends it has in store for you. So check it out. If you get a chance, uh, go check out the Tubi uh, streaming platform. It's free. It's, you know, supported by some ads. It's not that big a deal. Uh, but like I said, not only do they have some some cool older stuff, uh, older TV series and movies that you can check out, but also they've got some original content now. And one of those new original pieces of content that Tubi has is the Scariest Monsters in America documentary. Like I said, there's a lot of people on there, authors and researchers and, and experts in the field, uh, people that host podcasts devoted to uh, 
cryptid creatures and cryptozoology. So there's a lot of a wealth of information on this, and it's just a fun look at some of those monsters that that we've come to know as part of the lore and legend of the United States of America. And I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, was there anything groundbreaking on it? No. Uh, did you get to see a, a little bit of some cool footage? Yes. Uh, you got to learn a lot and maybe some things you did know, maybe some things you weren't quite aware of, maybe some creatures you weren't quite aware of. So you need to check this out on Tubi. And uh, I appreciate you listening to my thoughts on the new documentary on Tubi. Uh, scariest monsters in america so i want to thank everyone for, for tuning in uh be sure to check out odds bodkin's curiosity shop on our facebook page for all the trailers to, to movies and to series that involve horror fantasy and science fiction our favorite genres uh, as well as posting articles of the same uh, from all over the internet adding my two cents and my thoughts and comments as well and no matter where you listen to this podcast please leave a review five stars would be awesome but uh, whatever you review you leave us it would be greatly appreciated and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to download the podcast like i said leave that review uh, share the podcast with people that you know and love that uh, enjoy horror fantasy and science fiction so until next time Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!